you ever wondered what goes on behind the scenes at your favorite theme park? Well, you're about to find out. So pull the harness all the way over your shoulders so that it reaches your lap. Keep arms and legs inside the train at all times. And hold on, because it's time for the Theme Park Legends Podcast with your host, Steve Honeycutt. Welcome back to part two of my interview with performer, host, and voice actor, Robert James. In the previous episode, which you should go listen to now if you haven't, Rob took us through the beginnings of his career at Dreamworld in Australia and how it took him to Universal Singapore and all the way to working on multiple cruise ships. But he's not done yet. In this episode, Rob takes us through his second stint at Universal Singapore all the way to the sandy dunes of Dubai Parks and Resorts. There's a lot to take in, so let's jump right back in to the completion of my interview with Robert James. So how long was your new stint in Universal Singapore? Uh, So I got signed for six months. So I was doing Mm -hmm. uh, February through to August or whatever it was, the the end of August. Yeah. Um, including crossover, uh, June or July, whenever it was. So it was only like five or six months. So right. it was very, it was exactly what I wanted to do. I was like, cool, give me a break from ships. I messaged ships and I was like, hey, give me a break. Um, I'm going to be away for a few months. I'll message you when I'm ready to come back. They're like, cool, great. How's August? And I was like, August is great. Sweet. I'll finish in Singapore, come home, go back to ships. That was the plan. Mm-hmm. Then got back to Singapore did training for a week. It was like riding a bike. Oh, good. Straight back to it. Um, straight back to donkey, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I I just, I'd started when everyone was just about to re-audition for the year. So right. I had barely unpacked my bag and I'm like, oh, you're going to stay for another year? And I was like, oh, I mean, I'd, I'd like a little bit more time to think about it. But they're like, we're doing the audition tour. <laughs> you need to audition. You need to sign. And I was like, oh, okay. okay. So I, I rocked up and re-auditioned and, you know, they were like, cool, we don't want to offer you to stay another year. And I was like, I just got here. Like, guys, chill. Wow. Um, so it was all very rushed. And I was like, oh, I, I, sure, okay. So I, I signed and I'd stayed. I decided to stay another year. So I'm like, oh, God, okay, that's another year here. Then then crossover happened. And I mean, obviously, I'd, I'd started doing the shows. Um, I got picked to, to do a hosting um, little summer show they had there called Soak Out, mm-hmm. which was just a big water party kind of thing that was that, and that was kind of fun it was something different as well you know got us out of donkey so that, that was that was a cool little 20 minute show it was, it was good fun to actually be around other performers as opposed to just being alone in that room by ourselves because the cold cold room yeah because yes. at, at that time when i came back so when when we worked together it was four guys a day two in the morning two in the afternoon so you kind of tap right. you know 11 11 30 12 12 30 and you, you know you did a and b a and b and b but then when i came back there was only two people a day one in the morning one in the afternoon so you bite you were even more lonely like you would you'd rock <laughs> up at 10 o'clock and you'd be with your host and you'd do a show every hour and then you'd leave so you did mm. you know an hour of work if that spaced over four hours and then you were done and then the person came in right. for the afternoon. So you re- you even saw less people then. But by then the park was a lot more like intermingled. Everyone hung out together. So that was pretty cool. And then, yeah, I ended up I don't know, kind of had a got a partner again. And, you know, things were cool. And things had started to, to change in the park. Like the contracts were changing from the one I was on to the one I had signed. There was a few little differences in regards to leaving in regards to just like a little bit like your, your I don't know, little things little tiny little things you kind of go oh it's nothing whatever there was rumblings about a new park that was opening up in dubai and they were looking for people so it sounded great it sounded too good to be true it was this great brand new theme park they're going to open four parks they need all these performers it's going to be great it's going to be awesome and a lot of performers and ex-performers from USS had, you know, made mention of it. Oh, I'm going here, I'm auditioning, blah, blah, blah. And a previous USS performer was the casting director. So, and, and the previous casting director was the casting director. So it was the easy way in. It was like, cool, they know us, sweet, picking all, right. all the people coming through. And then my partner at the time had decided, yep, yeah, cool, I'm going to go and sign. And I was like, oh, 
okay, I decided to stay another year. So I was like, well, I guess I'm going to stay here and, and be be here. And all the new cast was coming in and doing their cross training. And then, yeah, right at the last kind of minute, I just kind of went, fuck it. I'm going to go and try Dubai. So I messaged um, the casting director and I was like, hey, is there still positions? And he went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Send me your stuff through. <laughs> I sent you an offer. Um, so I sent just the, my normal showreel, sent that through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then got, got offered a role pretty much straight away. And I was like, oh, okay, that was easy. Then there was the issue of, of my contract that I'd signed. I'd signed... This is a bit. This this was a bit tricky. This was the sticky part. So the contract okay. I was on, for example, finished the first of August. The contract I was about to start started the first of August. Uh, sorry, the the second of August or whatever it was. Contracts met right in the middle, and the contract I was on had a thirty day written leave. Written leave. Go. I'm leaving this date. Totally fine. Termination. All good. The next contract mm-hmm. that started the 1st of August for the next year had a 90-day leave, or if you break Whoa. it, you pay three months' salary. Whoa. So these are like those little, you know, those little kind of things I was talking about. Sure, these are those yeah, little, little twists of the knife. Sneaky yeah. T's and C's that had changed, obviously to stop exactly what I was doing, which was fair. Sure. Um, I was mm-hmm. like, great, understand me. You want to protect your company and stuff. Makes sense. Um, but where I was into it was I was still on that contract that had 30 days. So I went in and I went, Hey, I'm going to leave at the end of this contract. And they went, you can't, you're on the next contract. And I was like, well, technically no, it's still in June or George It's still in July. And I've given Mm -hmm. you my notice the first of July, that's 30 days until this contract is over. I'm still allowed to leave with 30 days notice. No questions asked, no money paid. And they were like, no, you're going to have to give us three months, 90 days notice. And I was like, well, I don't have to because that contract hasn't started yet. And they're like, yeah, but you've signed it. And I said, yeah, but the terms and conditions don't start until the first. Like that's how contracts work. Like if if it's Mm -hmm. not in the time frame. It's it's does it's not a thing. Um, so I end up having this meeting, blah 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 blah, and then I one of the the main um, kind of uh, performer contact was overseas at the time. So I was messaging her and I was like, hey, like I I want to leave and they're not letting me. And she's like, oh well, blah blah. Let's um, you know, I'll be home in a week or whatever. Chat to this person, yada yada yada. And then I pretty much had to sit down with Creative, and they were like, "You need to ask Creative for a release of your contract," because obviously HR was the one that was being difficult. And um, I was like, "I mean, I, I don't have three months' salary to give you to leave. Like, I've only been a few right. months, and I haven't, I haven't earned that much. Like, Jesus." So I sat down with creative and I kind of just said to them, I was like, look, I, I want to go and be challenged and I want to go and do something different here. I'm just doing donkey and I'm not really doing anything else. It gets very monotonous very quickly. Um, this show is, is, is scripted pretty much now. Um, you know, the, the, the freedom and the bits that we can pick and choose are, are pretty limited. Uh, Aww. yeah. So it was, it was just like, you know, I, I kind of want to go and, do something and you know like you're you're trapping me to be miserable here for another year like i don't i don't really want to stay and you were like yeah no okay we respect that blah, blah, blah. ended up granting me a release and then i had a meeting with hr the next week um and i was expecting you know i was i was willing to negotiate i was like okay cool you know where I'm, I'm bowing out. I can, I'll pay my own flights. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, that's mm-hmm. all sorted out. Um, I've been paying tax and stuff like that as well. So I was like, you know, let's work something out. And then I sat down with HR and they were like, cool, here's your flights. And thank you so much. You're flying out the the, the 2nd of August. Cool. Good luck. Best of luck. In your oh, that's great. Endeavors. And I was like, oh, okay, awesome, sweet. So they held my paycheck to pay for my tax as well, which was um, you know, it's usually a few hundred dollars or whatever like that. Like it's two percent. Like it's nothing. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, cool. Tax is going to be fine. And then they're like, cool. We'll send your paycheck once the tax is taken out. Um, and then you'll be all sweet. So I was like, okay, cool. I was at home. I was waiting for um the Dubai contract to start. 
and then I got my I got an email from my from um, HR going, cool, your tax has been processed and your bonus, this is what you're getting. And it was zero point zero zero dollars. And I was right. like, um, okay, like I should at least have something left over. Like I had a four and a half grand paycheck and I think I got a fifteen hundred dollar bonus. And my bonus was like $1,526.13 or like something really specific. And I was like, right. that's an odd number. <laughs> I, also had, I also had leave that I didn't take as well. I had about eight days leave. So mm-hmm. my paycheck, my bonus, all of my leave added up perfectly to what my tax was. And now I'd been taxed five percent, or like fifteen, or like something, like something more than normal, um, mm-hmm. because I'd only been in the country a hundred and fifty-one days. That was how much I'd worked. The tax then drops if you work a hundred and sixty-six days, like something oh. minuscule like that. Like it's a two percent jump to a five percent jump. So all of them wow. got taken. So I got nothing. I got nothing at the end of it. I worked pretty much the whole month was was free. He was free at the end, pretty much. So <laughs> yeah. Dang. It's like awesome. That's why my bonus was so specific to pay the exact amount of my tax. Wow. Yeah, you got to love corporations. Yes. I got got kicked in the ass right right as I got home. And things are about to just get so much better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I was was home for about a month. And then, I mean, so I got this this job. It was cool. You're going to be a P4 performer. And I was like, oh, that sounds fun. I wonder what that is like. I finally got some details. Um, there was obviously at the start, it was the starting of a of an era of of contracts and contract issues, and very vague contracts where nothing was ever really explained or put into mm-hmm. definitive. This is the law, or this is the way the contract works. It was just, yep. This this is might happen, or this could maybe. You might have a job. Maybe. I mean, there might be a park. Who knows? Let's find out. Yeah. Super super vague. I was in a bit of a chat group with a few other performers who were going over, sending each other screenshots of you know bits and pieces of information that we were getting, and only one of us was getting it. It was never broadcast to anyone else. It was just you know uh. a performer asking a question that we all had and only one performer getting a reply. So we would then share that going, Oh, this is what happens when this, ah, okay, cool. At least now we all know that. Um, and that that happened for the whole contract essentially. Um, (laughs) so I got my, I got my flights, got my details. I was like, cool. Um, let's go and let's, let's give it a bill. And I got him out of a, I have to refresh my memory. This, <laughs> I've tried to block this this memory out. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> so rocking up to where we get to? We got to number one towers. Number one tower. So yep. the step up cast had been put in the company built accommodation. It was which weren't built. Which which weren't built. Which were and step up are a bunch of dancers, the ones that creative and the company actually care about, yeah. not like us. They were they were the golden children. So they they were on terrible beds, no furniture, nothing, no water or electricity in some places. Um, so mm. as as you would, they banded together and complained and got us sent to a hotel in the middle of Dubai, which was great location, like stepped outside. Yeah. The Burj Khalifa was yep. right there. We lived on top of a Tim Hortons, even better. Yeah. Yeah, like like super, super great location. And again, that's when I ran into you again. Yeah, on, like, on uh, the bus. Or my, in the supermarket. Well, I think the, yeah, oh, you remember. Yeah, it was just, it was so random. I was like, wow, out of all the people I ran into, <laughs> into it was that guy Rob who I saw for like ten minutes <laughs> back at Universal Singapore. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I was glad that I saw some, you know, friendly face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just because I mean, I had already been going through uh, my difficulties yeah. with that uh, contract. Yeah. Also. <laughs> we, yeah, we can be miserable together. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you weren't nearly as miserable as I was yet. I was still golden eyed. <laughs> I was, I was still rose colored mm. glasses of how fun this is going to be. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the, the 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 hotel was fine. It was it was a hotel. So I mean, I was in a in one of those straight rooms. Um, the people who had, mm. had the corner rooms were really lucky because at least had separate areas to kind of go to. Um, yep. Mine was just, I mean, yours wasn't the same. Just you walked in, there was the bathroom on the right, the bedroom and a couch on the side, and that was it. You were in one room together. Yep. Uh, one room with uh, just me and my wife when she finally showed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, me, yeah, me and my partner lived in the same same room too. So it was... No, so you know it was it was cozy. It was it was a very yeah. Cozy. It was fine. I mean, better than what we ended up in. But you, but that's another story. Yeah, <laughs> I was long gone by then. Um, yep. So yeah, I mean, everything everything seemed okay. It was like cool. Here's this really nice hotel. Everything's being built for you guys. Here's the information. It was kind of vague again. It was like the bus will be here to pick you up and take you to HR and stuff. And we're like, okay, cool. And by that time everyone had done all their stuff apart from the people that just came, which was us and the Ghostbusters. I think it was just us, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was us and the Ghostbusters. So yeah, we that, that bus that we got to the first day and driving, driving through um, the, the, the park that was all mm-hmm. sand. Um, yep. Look at all this space we have to build. Yeah. You should have probably, done that before you brought us here but okay sure. yeah. the best was that guy that that hr guy that was there so we like oh, man. that the only building that is built on the entire lot of this park was this hr office and we're in this tiny little office building thing and there's you know a few people working doing whatever it is they were doing and it was it was us that were, that were late for some reason because the bus couldn't find where the building was because it's in the middle of the right. abandoned desert area and what we like, like strolled in and there was just all these filipino workers and african workers and zubash workers from yeah. <laughs> so glad you remember that <laughs> and just all these like like far like Europeans and like Africans and like all these other people just all in front of us and all kind of turned around and we're like the only white people that walked in. Uh, yeah, it was an eclectic mix for sure. Very mixed. So we like just stood out. Everyone just kind of looked at us like, oh, here's the performer guys, and we're like, oh, like hello. We kind of sat at the back, missed half of the presentation about what was going on. Anyway, he was like, oh, oh yeah, man, that was so boring. <laughs> best thing was like so we're in this building that's there's nothing built around it and i think someone asked how close is the park to being built and it was supposed to open i think october like 30th of october or something like that was something like that and this was was like mid-august so we had september Mm -hmm. october to to learn the shows and set them all up and the guy goes oh we're like 97 percent done the rest is just do the rides put the um, infrastructure, like the lighting and the street lamps in, and then just put you guys in. That's that's the last 3%. And then mm. we go outside and there's just nothing. <laughs> like you, You've done, what, 97% of, what, paperwork? Like, there's there's nothing built. Like, it was just... Uh, oh, but you're, but you're glossing over one of, like, the best parts of that uh, whole orientation thing. And that was when... Uh, the guy came in to tell us about Dubai and their uh, their awesome laws. And when he was like, oh, there's no such thing as a single mother here in Dubai. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, no, man, no. why did I come here? <laughs> just the days are oh, like just so different. So but so just I don't know. They presented it in this sense of, yes, this is going to happen. And we're going to open four theme parks at the same time and it's going to be this big mm-hmm. magical day and there's going to be fireworks and the king's going to be here and it's all going to go you know great and it's going to be happy and oh gosh oh how worried we were <laughs> yeah for sure like i mean i just remember i felt like we were in rehearsal for forever i remember when we finally just sort of stopped yeah <laughs> Yeah, it was just too much. So we we got told what like on Instagram of all things that the park was going to be delayed. So no one, we, I mean, we all had an inkling. Like it was two weeks out, no one had been on their stage or in their theater or in their costumes or in anything. 
So it was like, mm-hmm. there's no way we're opening a show in two, we're opening a theme park in two weeks, let alone all right. our shows. Like, you need tech runs, you need lighting, you need staging, especially if, like Step Up, they need to go and do all this shit. Um, Ghostbusters need acting this. lessons. Acting lessons. Let's walk around the space with Bill for a while. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Bill. If you listen, <laughs> um, I hope he does. <laughs> it's so good. So, like, we just we, we found out. Yeah, Instagram. Oh, the park's being delayed, which we we knew. Didn't weren't told. We were told via the marketing team on their Instagram page, which was which was fine. And then. Yeah, they were just fill. It was like, what are we going to do for another two months? We've got all these people here. We can't send them home. Let's just oh, let's cross train everyone. Yeah, by having imaginary auditions <laughs> for nothing. Let's get everyone to let's get everyone to learn the step up routine. Yeah, Why? let's give them false hope that you know maybe we're going to give them you know some other roles that they can maybe earn a little bit more money and do you know, expand their creative outlet and <laughs> then it never happens. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just this, this long, ridiculous time of false hope, I guess would be the best, best kind of way to, to go. For sure. Yeah. So let's uh, fast forward a bit. Okay. So we, <laughs> I don't know, killed time for what seemed like, I don't know, two months, yeah. three months, maybe. Yeah. And then uh, finally, we have uh, opening day. I don't know. For some reason, I think it was night. Open afternoon. That's what it was. Yep. And you and I, uh, the more experienced voiceover actors, yep. got teamed to uh, work together. Yep. And then the uh, less... Uh, experienced. <laughs> yeah, the less experienced voice actors, they got teamed to go together. Yep. And, I mean, that's um, a memory that I'll have in my mind, <laughs> especially since that was... Basically, your your first and only show, yep. <laughs> and we did was that when we did what ten? No, wait, seven shows. That's what we did. Yeah, seven shows. Yeah. So we we, <laughs> we opened the soft opening park. I mean, we're missing all, all the the aquarium section as well, where we just sat in that bubble room and just went delirious very quickly. Oh yeah, after, for sure. After Brian's uh, training I... crash course. And- Hanging out with all the HR people, yep. like watching them uh, look, be on social media on their computers rather than working. Yep. Um, yep. Khaled mm-hmm. coming in and asking us, do you guys ever do work? Oh, <laughs> gosh. got here oh, and it's time. <laughs> That's a guy I tried to remove from my memory <laughs> for sure. Like just uh, that, that whole process was just was just ridiculous. That, that bit, so the, the script they gave us with that bit about who – does the rules in your family is it your mom or your oh yeah yeah the script was a joke uh i guess we should even we should explain exactly what we were doing and i'll let you do that um so coming from donkey live which was where we we did the singapore show which was smooth it was crisp it, it, it had been workshopped it was it was a clean crisp show then we got to smurfs so donkey's best thing about it was its movability in there was no, you weren't locked to do anything. There was a song at the start and a song at the end. The middle was you. The middle was the show of what you did. Yep. Smurfs, however, had all of these roadblocks in the middle. So it was a 20-minute show or whatever it was, but you had these roadblock beats that you had to hit that didn't make sense, didn't pursue, didn't do anything. They made no sense. And the worst part was that they cast Brainy Smurf to run this show that's supposed to be about comedy in the Middle East. Yeah, it was doomed from the start. I think you mean doomed from the (laughs) (laughs) start. That is the comedy in the show. Did you write the script? (laughs) Oh, man. So, like, this, the, the whole thing just was, yeah, was just poorly kind of put together. Right, and the worst part, I think, like, it was a show about a show being put on, yeah. and I—that's the least creative thing you can do when making a show. I think. yeah, it's just so inverted into itself. So a show about a show that's not ready to put on, which our show yeah. wasn't ready to put on. Inevitably. Nope. So, nope. So it was very clunky. It was—it didn't flow. The bits that they had shoehorned in were very specific. So you know, Papa Smurf mm-hmm. comes out going, "What's all this noise?" You then need to make noise 
for Papa Smurf to come out, and his response to what the noise is is it's people music. So you need to get the audience to somehow sing a song. And it's like, how do you get an, a Middle Eastern audience to start singing? Like, what the heck? Oh, yeah, you, you don't, I've discovered. <laughs> um. It doesn't happen. Luckily enough, sometimes other performers wouldn't be in our shows, yeah. and we would just get so desperate that we'd have to pick, pick them. them. So I mean, we 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 workshopped the the bad bits out and the good bits in, and we I guess I think we made the best of of what we we could do, and yes, we um, did without you know without it being too boring or anything like that. Made it a little bit more entertaining. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the performers had a particularly large vocabulary, and he really spiced it up with that. <laughs> the limericks. Oh, God. The limericks. <laughs> <laughs> the limericks. Oh, uh, gosh. Those limericks were the, were the, the best and the worst. The best. For they not- really were. <laughs> the worst. I mean, at this day and age, to have someone at the age of, I don't know, wait, he was 20, right. I think, to just be so into limericks, Love I them. mean, is just mind-blowing frothed a limerick more than anyone like uh, yeah. all about limericks <laughs> um, so, this, i mean yeah it was it was an interesting workshopping experience of you know our director being there for, for two weeks and then leaving because he thought the park mm-hmm. was going to be opened um and then them just not bringing him back ever to kind of right because that would have required more money yeah. yeah so we were just the four of us just me steve and two other guys just hanging in this glass room, just going crazy. Like everyone else was on half days because they were performing and they were sharing a rehearsal space. So mm-hmm. the step up people would work, you know, nine till one and then Ghostbusters would come in and they'd rehearse from one till five. So everyone was having days off and was going to the beach and having mornings or afternoons, not the Smurfs. They need to work uh. nine to five every day because reason. Because that's what the HR people were working. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I can't even like fathom why we were in there yeah. for so long. And and there was only like so much we could do. An improv it's, show uh, where you need improvisation and responses from people of the four of us just giving each other answers. Like as, we, as I said before, Zubash came into it because <laughs> we were good. so delirious that we were from just the most random of places and we had the most random of countries that the names that would never come up in a show. There's never going to be a Bacara. From... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I was about to mention that. Yeah. Bacara. Oh boy. We, we went absolutely mad in that room. Like it was yep. just, yes, we did ridiculous. And then, I mean, we were the first ones to get our theater as well, which was, which was cool, oh. like handed over to the theater, which, was riddled with problems. I mean, sure. in Singapore, we had a tech to operate the cameras and the and the lighting so we can see people and everything like that. Here it was, oh, no, you're going to do it. And it's like, with what hand? I'm controlling brain right. with a, for, you know, for those of you that, that are unsure, we, we used an Xbox, a uh, PlayStation controller or something like that. To control, it was Xbox. Xbox. It was an Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, to control the character, to move them around. I'm, I'm going to break the the fourth wall magic for some people if they don't know. Oh no, it's already been broken in past episodes. Oh, so okay. you, you go right ahead. So, I mean, the, the, the tech next to you could get the camera in and zoom in on someone's, you know, football shirt or something specific about someone that you could pick and point to with us. It was, Oh no, you've got to do it. And our cameras were so lagged that you, mm-hmm. you, by the time you started finding someone, it was the moment was gone and there was just no, ability to to do quick comedy because you you couldn't see because everyone as soon as they walked in they were just these blur shuffles right just graphic low it was like they're on dial-up internet or something like it was just so slow i think the whole country is on (laughs) dial-up internet (laughs) that you pay double the price for yeah so yeah like it was just like and then oh you've got to operate the lights too on you've got to operate the sound but you can't turn your microphone off um, mm, like, oh, you can't man. mute your microphone, so if you cough or sneeze, I sneezed so many times <laughs> right. in a show, and I was just like, "What if you know they can come in and install a sneeze button? Yep. You know, just a, and they never just did. Just a mute is all we want. Just to mute the microphone. Just so many things that you just didn't even comprehend. Like you know, having to do the lights, having to do." Yeah, muting a microphone. I mean, when we did that soft open, there wasn't even a road, there wasn't even a concrete path to get 
to the theater. It was still a construction nope. site. And they're like, oh, it's mm-hmm. soft open. Can you guys, um, these are not me, you know, my only few shows that I did on the, the my first and last day, um, mm-hmm. which, yeah, was, was, was very, I was like, how are people going to get to the theater to watch the show? And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, <laughs> you didn't want to check that before you brought us in or? The, uh, the odd thing about that day, your first and last show, is that uh, I did enjoy my first and only time uh, actually working with you. Yeah. Um, and, then, um, and then you left. Uh, so <laughs> why don't you tell us why you left? Um, reasons I left. <laughs> I mean, there's so many to choose from. So many. Um, I split from said partner. That was, that was a, a major one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Then it just it just dawned on me as to why am I here? What am I What am I doing? We were underpaid. We were overworked. We were mm-hmm. forgotten about being fed prison food and put on a prison bus to and from work every day. One of the last few straws that broke my back was I got brought in on my day off on our on one of our only days off that I had. Um, because they wanted to record Brainy Smurf for this big opening celebration show that was being put on. So they had bits and pieces of IPs from all the parks together that were going to make this Mm -hmm. big, long movie, and these live actors were going to walk through and go, oh, you know, now we're in Step Up. Yay, Step Up's here. Oh, now we're in the Green Hornet land or oh, now we're in hunger games and just kind of zigzag through each kind of area so i rocked up uh i just got the bus because the, the bus was was running all the time they're like cool get the bus be there at four o'clock or, or something like that then in the afternoon you'll do it then you'll be able to leave so i rocked up and there's just this guy standing there and i was like oh hey i'm rob nice to meet you and he's like hey i'm the director blah blah, blah. and i was like oh, okay cool well, you know let's let's get to it and he was and he was like yeah i just um he goes do you have the key and I was like, why would I have the key? Like, I'm just oh, a performer. No. So he goes, oh, I've been here for like half an hour. I've called someone and someone's coming with the key, but no one's came. And I was like, oh, okay, well, uh, let me try to ring ASM. I don't know who had the key. Someone had the key that wasn't right. so we found Ahmed had the key Ahmed, somewhere. He, I think he was asleep. Like he, when we called him, he sounded asleep in one of the rides or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, oh, oh no, hello, hello. I'm like, hey man, you have the key. Can you come open the thing? So finally got in. We, we were we were shown how to turn the system on and do minimal things, but again, we were actors. We weren't the tech supply support. That's right. We were paid voice actors to come in, do the voice of Brainy do this show, and leave. There was nothing extra included. We, we weren't text. We didn't build it. We didn't set it up. We didn't know how it worked. We just used it. Like, that's mm-hmm. all we did. I got there, and I turned everything on, and I was like, oh, you, like, he just had nothing with him. He had, like, a small folder. And I was like, oh, how are you going to record the thing? Like, I thought you were going to film the... Like, I was told he was bringing a camera. He was going to film the screen because we were told that... You can't record, you can't screen capture on the computer by right. by the guys that designed it. Because I think we asked that we said, "Oh, can you record the shows?" Thinking more for quality purposes um, of us being watched or whatever. Um, and they said, "No, there's no recording machines involved in Singapore. We were recorded mm-hmm. here. We weren't. We're like, oh, okay, cool, whatever." I was told we were told that by the guys that designed it. So I mean, we mm-hmm. wouldn't need to question them. Then the director goes, "Oh." do you know how to set up the recording? And I went, no, I thought you were filming the screen. And he went, no, I don't have a camera. And I was like, well, I don't know how to set up the recording thing. It's like, and the guy said we weren't able to. And he went, oh, no, no, they said we can. And I was like, who said we can? He's like, oh, HR. And I was like, "Mm, I think the HR, those idiots. (laughs) You mean those people that have never been in here before? Yeah, Yeah. please follow them. Um, I was like, oh, because the guys that designed and built it and put it in that tra- that trained with us said that we can't. And he was like, oh, no, you can do like a screen capture thing. And I was like, mate, I have no idea. I said, I'm a performer. Like, I don't – this isn't my field. And he was like, oh, all right, all right. And then we managed to get a hold of Chad, 
who was one of the tech designers, and he did lighting oh, yeah. mainly. They were like, call him and ask him, and I called him, and he was like trying to talk him through it. And I was like, I have no idea what is what you're even talking about. He was like, this, you know, like I'm pretty tech savvy, but this is like a whole new, this is a coding kind of thing. Like, no, right. I'm way out of my room. He comes in and he's like, oh, we'll set this up, blah, blah, blah. And it was, it was essentially using the, um, the recording capture on Xbox Live or whatever it was to record your gameplay or anything. But because it was multi-screened between the touchscreen and the controller, the minute I... So I could move his head and his eyes, but the minute I did any animation from the touchscreen, it turned off the recording. It would just stop it. I don't know why. It was just this weird lockout feature that it had. So I said to the guy, I was like, well... I can either stand there and not move at all or do any gestures, just move his head and his eyes, or that's that's your option. <laughs> I was like, this is it, <laughs> and that's it. And he was like, oh, no, 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 he needs to move. And I was like, well, I don't know how to record him doing anything. Like, I don't know how to do that. And he was like, oh, okay. And by this time, it was... Um, like six o'clock, like it was. It took a long ass time to get oh. to get into the room, and then to get someone there. Like we sat around for so long, and I was like, dude, like what the hell? Like I'm wasting my day off here. Um, you know, it's night time. The buses are starting. The buses leave every hour or whatever they are. I'm like, if I leave now, I can get the six o'clock bus home and be home by seven thirty, as opposed to the right. seven o'clock bus home and get home by eight thirty. And I'm just like, sorry, I'm like, we're not getting anything done. Like, you know, nothing's happening. We're not getting this done today. Like, let's come in and I'll come in an hour early on our next day or whatever. Let's work this out. And he went, oh, yeah, okay. And then I think by the time he decided that, yeah, no, we should reschedule the six o'clock or the five o'clock bus had left. And I was like, great. So Uh. then I had to sit inside for a whole hour and wait for the next bus, which was in no. 59 minutes. So just just stuff like that. I mean, that was a big kind of... That was the last thing that I... You know, my eye kind of started to twitch after it. I was like, huh, okay. Um, yeah, we need to... We, we need to go. We were getting, you know, not paid very well. We were doing more nope. the work of everyone else. You know, they, they kept giving perks to the people that didn't need the perks. Like, oh, you know... You're already on double the salary of everyone else, P1 performers. Here's a $200 um, credit to use on your phones. And we're like, we're getting half of what they're getting, and we still, we're, then we have to pay for everything else. Like, oh, here's, mm. here's a works perk card for them. They get 25% off in the park. Oh, you guys don't because you're P4. Sorry. That whole class divide was just like ridiculous. I don't even understand why they would do that like i don't even understand why you know we just pretty much sat there and took it for the most part but so many people left yeah like just because of that stuff and because of all the other stuff that you you know just mentioned i mean you were one of many who left yeah i mean i think i want to get to like up to like 12 or 13 performers that were never replaced as well that was the best part no no they weren't recast or replaced they just went oh, we can do it with, I mean, we can do the show with 10 people now? Okay, we'll just do the show with 10 people for a cast of 15. It's like... (laughs) Yeah, they just did not care. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I didn't get replaced, did I, when I left? Well, I I mean, were you still there when um, Nick... Uh, Yeah, Nick and Sam. Well, Sam never did it, although he did train. Uh, Nick, though, I would say Nick was probably your replacement, but he was doing other stuff, too. And neither of those guys had ever done any kind of, uh, well, of course, you and I were the only ones with any experience. They had never done any voice acting ever uh, in their entire life. But, I mean, Nick was actually uh, great at it. I mean, I'm sure... Sam could have handled it, but they threw him in Ghostbusters. Um, to fill someone up. So, yeah, I guess in a way you were kind of replaced. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm. they, they were there before I left, before they, they knew I was leaving anyway. Uh, oh, so there you go. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it wasn't a replacement. It was more like, we don't know where to put these guys. Let's put them at Smurfs. That's, I think that's what we all would. We don't know where to put these guys. Let's just put them in Smurfs. <laughs> uh, that's, the I mean, 
Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then I mean, things like, like obviously, I kind of kept up with what was going on and kind of what's happening now. So got a few people that that still are there, and you know, the stories of you know, oh, the, the, the Ghostbusters have just never come back. Um, and they were the they were supposed to be the original characters, and obviously, Winston is a, an a African American character. And mm-hmm. They ran out of their guys that they'd cast, so they just started. Uh, they actually got a, they got a new one though eventually. Oh, they got uh, Isaac, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But then Isaac, then you'd have um, a Brazilian guy do it who was like coffee colored, like he wasn't wasn't <laughs> Winston at all. And then there was a short Filipino yeah. guy that did it for a while. Like it just the the IPs just didn't I don't know, they didn't really care or. Yeah, you know, Ghostbusters just stopped coming. The backlot crew, the improv group, were deceased. All the Never happened. Yeah. The well, what else was gone? Backlot beat. The singing groups are gone. Um, so that's why I'm I'm trying to think. Like, you know, look at pictures of the park and stuff like that. There's the step up, which sometimes happens with sometimes there's blackout days where there's the, the show doesn't happen at all. Uh, mm, I bet they're still making like triple what we are. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. There's still some people on contracts. I think that the Hunger Games thing is open now, so they have some of the peacekeeping soldiers. I think they're called. Oh yeah. They go around that area. Um, Smurfs mm-hmm. are still there. Smurfs Village Playhouse, our show, and then I think that's it on the end of the DreamWorks stuff as well. But in terms of right. sit-down shows, Smurfs and Step Up. That's it. Wow. Yeah, and then all the the Bollywood stuff as well. I guess if, if that's still running, I have no idea. Is Bollywood still open? Who knows? So you did your you did your first and last show, and then how did you make your exit? So they this is the horror part of it. They were holding people's passports and they weren't giving them to people when they were asking for them. And it was, oh no, it's for your safety. We're going to hold it right. because we keep it in a fireproof box that we have here. And I've seen that box. It, was, it wasn't it was a box all fireproof. It was oh, spread out on old mate's table just in the middle of the room. Um, yeah. I mean, this filing cabinet that you sometimes put them in as well. Obviously, us performers had kind of got together and had a little chat about things and we know what needed to change and we were about to revolt. And then right as the revolt was about to happen, someone went, Oh, yeah, but we're having a good time and getting, you know, we've got a roof over our head and we get to do what we love and we get oh, all these gosh. things that we get and just completely derailed the entire revolution of P4. Mm-hmm. So everyone was, you know, grab your pitchforks, light everything, and then, yeah, no, but we're having a good time. And then, yeah, nothing ever happened after that. Everyone just went, right. yay, let's, let's idly buy. Okay. So... I'd found figured out that someone had said to get your passport by asking if you you wanted to get a driver's license. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so the best part was that they they kept it in that building that kept having the fire alarm go off every single day. So it was like you want to keep my passport in this building that there's constantly fire alarms. It's a construction site all around here in the middle of the desert. You want to leave my passport here as opposed to me taking it to my completely established and built hotel that has a place <laughs> that only I have a key to. Right. I can, I can see who's got it safer. So I went, I asked for my driver's license to, I wanted to go and get a passport thing. Um, they're like, yep, yeah, cool. And she said to me, she said, when are you going to give it back? And I went, ah, uh, what? And she went, yeah, when are you, when you going to bring it, bring it back to us? And I went, do I have to? And she's like, yeah, yeah, we need to keep it. And I went, oh, I'll only need it for like two weeks. And she went, okay. And she wrote two weeks down. And then... Yeah, and then left, and then I left a few nights after that, and never to return again. But um, oh, it just reminded me. The do you remember the um, the medical trip that we did? Yeah, yes, I do. <laughs> so this is like the best. So get pulled up on a bus with a guy that rocks up with a box of passports. There's three buses. There's all the performers. There's like the food and beverage, and then there's like the ride attendants. So all the ride attendants are like Europe, Eastern European zoo bashers. And yeah. all the like 
food people were generally like Filipinos and stuff like that. So we get on the bus, he starts reading names and we're like, no, no, no. All the passports were mixed up as well. They were not in order. They weren't in Ugh. the performers or they weren't in you know, the engineers or they weren't in the food attendants. It was all mixed. So it was just this like cattle call, like one guy with three boxes of passports and it was like, what the hell is this? Like, that's where you're keeping my passport, just mixed in with everyone's? Like, Jesus Christ. So got our passport, go into that, like, dodgy little medical center, I guess. Go off mm-hmm. to the right. And then, what well, we a few of us got numbers, didn't we? So a few of us sat down, collected a number, and waited. And I remember looking at my number, and it was, like, 2,075. And I looked up at the screen, it was, like, now serving 403. And it was like... Oh Jesus no! Christ! Like what the heck? So yeah, it's like the DMV, but worse. Yeah, like it was just so like what the hell? I think the guy that we were with, like, was dressed like full um, Emirati kind of um, get up, like like full proper, like walked storched in, like wait, like pushed in front of everyone, just went to the desk and went blah 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 blah. And they went okay, cool, and they just went oh DPR DPR over here over here, and we're like okay. So we have to get we have to get blood tests and an X-ray of our chest for some reason. Um, so then we go into that little room to get blood tests, and it's like this long snake of just humans, just all of us. And then I remember walking into that room, and there was chairs on all the walls with a table separating each chair. And then doctors just all around, just stabbing people with needles, taking blood, stabbing, taking blood, stabbing, taking blood. And we had to snake in and then up to the um, to the entrance of the room back to then get there's a security guard there telling, okay, go over to chair one, over to chair three, over to chair seven, and directing us back into the room kind of thing. So we just right. walk through and just see people with needles getting injected the whole time. And it was a super rushed like experience like it was just like what the hell is going on and then i remember sitting down and got my blood taken like this you know the person was still in the seat and he's like sit there and i'm like the person's still got the needle in their arm dude like chill so Mm. the person got up i sat down got my blood taken whatever and then the chest x-ray was the same experience getting a number the guy coming going stuff the numbers dpr dpr go first then the guy, I remember the guy that did us was like really angry or like was really aggressive. So they're always angry and aggressive. <laughs> yeah. So I remember the guy like like chicken winged my arm, like like rest like Bob Backlund style, and like shoved me into the machine and is like stand there and I'm like oh god like my arms like twisted behind my back. I've got this like metal machine like pressed into my chest. I'm like what the hell is this? And then he takes the, the um, x-ray and then goes, okay, get out. And I was like, fucking all right. And then I remember, like, we got back to the bus and the guys and girls were separate. So we were in one section of the building, the girls were in the other section. And then I remember getting onto the bus and this was, like, where a few horror things happened where I think it was the girls were pulled into a room just by a random nurse and was like, you need to get these shots. And then just gave them all these shots of... I think it was like the flu virus or something random like that, which, I mean, I think they knew what it was, was just pulled into a room by a random doctor and stabbed with needles just to oh, wow. injections. And all the girls were like, what the hell is going on? And then turns out, oh, no, we weren't supposed to get those. They were, I don't know who they were for, but they gave them to, to half the girls. And then I remember getting on the bus and one of the guys was like, yeah. Oh. Like, Oh my god! And then I stepped out, and I just like, I was like, fuck! I think everyone had the same realization of going, did my person change the? I know my guy definitely didn't change his gloves. He had the same gloves on. He didn't have time. Like you know, they were so pressed for time that they were like, you know, needle in, needle out, needle in, needle out. Like it was just so quick. And I was like, oh god, I hope I did. Did he change the? Did he change the needle? Surely he had to change the needle. And just doubting myself, and I still to this day I have no idea. I, wow. I crossed my well, fingers and hope, but you really paint a picture on how disorganized the entire country is. Yeah, yeah, it was it was organized chaos. And that's why you were so lucky to get away from it. Yep, packed my bag in the middle of the night, booked a flight, and then never looked back. And then never I got followed up on twice. Once was 
oh, hey, I hope things, because I just said there's a family emergency. I need to leave. I need to be at home for a little while. I'll message you when I'm ready to come back. And they went, cool, great, awesome. Hope everything's okay. And then I got an email probably three weeks later going, hey, just checking in. Um, do you have a, a time of when you want to come back or, you know, when are you looking at coming back kind of thing? I followed up again going, hey, I think it's best for me to stay at home at this time. I'm just going through some things. I just need to be at home with my family. Um, I hope you can understand. Thank you for a great experience. Yada, 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 yada. Um, left it at that. See, I think it's uh, pretty interesting that you got that email because after you left, uh, Smurfs, we had our own little revolution where I got everyone on the same page and we sent an email saying that we were doing too many shows and we got it down from seven to uh, a whopping five, even though I I really wanted four, but you know, whatever, you know, they just have to twist the knife just a little bit and people didn't want to fight anymore after that. In fact, we never got on the same page about anything else after that. That was like the only time. I don't know if it was that meeting or maybe a little bit later, but I mentioned I was like, yeah, Rob's not coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, it must have been after that because I knew you were still in the country. Um, So yeah, it must have been a few meetings after that because he said something like when Rob comes back and I'm like, Rob ain't coming back. <laughs> He's gone. Yeah. And then I got a random email like a few weeks. So after I said that going, hey, I know I'm not in the right headspace. I just kind of, you know, I fluffed it out to, oh, you know, I'm not feeling up for it. I need to be at home. Blah, blah, blah. There, was, there was no other reason apart from I just didn't want to go back to, I got an email going, oh, hey, did you move everything out of your room? The cleaners have gone in and they think someone else was living there or something like that. Um, oh and I was like, I mean, me and my partner had split and I left her the key because she had her stuff still there. And I was like, take this, I'm fucking done and catch you later. And yeah, it was, it was just really like, so I never got a follow up to me not coming back. It was just, Hey, I'm not coming back. I'm not, you know, I'm not really feeling with nothing. No response. No, I'm so sorry to hear that. Hope you're okay. Wish you the best. Nothing like that at all. They don't care. Yeah. And then, yeah, just that random, hey, is there someone living in your room? Um, because there's stuff in there. And I was like, well, speak to my partner because they are, they have the key. Um, but but sure. But I, I always loved like going out into the hallway. And then I think it was like like one of the dancers had left. And you just saw this pile of mail that was piling up out front of his door. And just oh, was yeah. never moved. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. no, he's gone. And then... It was just, who's gone this week? Oh, it looks like they're not coming back. Oh, they're gone this week. Oh, they're gone this week. It was just, it was so ridiculous. It was. It was ridiculous indeed. And uh, I envied the fact that you left, like you and uh, a few others for sure. But unfortunately, we stuck it out for better or worse. So what did you move on to after DPR? Um, So after I got home, um, I hung out at home for a little bit and then um i think i was home for christmas yeah i came home right as december so i was home for christmas and i think i went back to Dreamworld for 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 the holiday season or something i think the, the scare attraction was back or something like that so i was able to to jump back into there for the holidays which is you know, got some good money. And then I, one of my friends was like, Hey, I'm going to Europe for a few months. Do you want to come? And I went, sure. Okay. So I packed a bag and then I went to Europe for three months, just kind of backpacking around and yeah, just, you know, hung around and went and saw stuff that I wasn't able to see on the ships. And then that wrapped up. I, you know, I stopped over in like Egypt on the way home and um, I came home after that and I was, you know, all traveled out for a little bit and then i got into a marketing company um, that hosts events and clients and campaigns and yeah i've been doing that ever since and it's everything from sampling to um, product demonstration to event managing um, to sales to marketing there's just there's so much every week's different like one of my clients is beats by dre so i go to like the hi-fi stores and check on the stock and make sure the staff know what nice. they're doing and you know if anyone comes in i'm like a tech expert to help them out with beats headphones the other week i was giving away free laundry detergent to people in a mall just getting them you know here try this laundry detergent you'll love it and then you'll go and buy it 
Sure. So it's there's so many different random things I get to do, which is which is cool. It's not, you know, I think this line of work that I've picked has kind of conditioned me to hate a Monday to Friday. You know, I've never been a, an office job kind of person. Yeah. And then yeah, those are soul sucking, all right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm always doing something different. I'm always you know I work. It's never consistent, which is annoying. Some days I work. You know, I can work eight days a week and then the next week I'll work one day. So it just it chops and changes and it's never the same every single week, which is good in a way. You know, it keeps it keeps it interesting and keeps it mixing up. But, you know, there's some weeks where there's just no events and there's no campaigns. So you just kind of sit at home and and hang around and that's about it. And then I, I host trivia nights two nights a week as well. Awesome. Well, uh, Speaking of trivia, I've got a few uh, quick questions here that I ask everyone who comes on the show. Uh, number one being, uh, what is your favorite theme park to visit as a guest? As a guest? Um, yeah. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. I loved Disneyland for a while. It used to be... Wait, wait. Disneyland? The one in Anaheim? Oh, God, no. Dis- Disney World. Oh, oh, yeah, I was about to say, because I've been to both. Disneyland is so small and boring. Yeah. I mean, I worked at it even. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Disney World. Okay, please continue. I always get confused between which ones where. Yeah, the one in uh, the one in Orlando is was, was awesome. But they're, they're all the same around the world, though. So it's it's quite. I know once you kind of see one, you kind of go, eh, I've kind of seen a lot of them there. Right, but Disney World does have like a few extra parks and stuff yeah. compared to the other ones. Like, there's no Hollywood Studios uh, out here or over in Hong Kong or anything. Yeah. So I can definitely see why you why you would choose that one. Yeah. So out of all the theme parks that you've worked in, uh, what's your uh, favorite one to work in? To work in, uh, I probably go Singapore. I liked the job in Singapore. Singapore's job was really cool. The, the pay, I guess, is a, is a big part of it there. But in terms of like entertainment value, I think Dreamworld was probably one of the best ones just for having the, the local audience and obviously knowing Australian comedy and being able to make jokes that people understood and people laughed at was always... always right, like playing knifey spoony that sort of thing exactly that's not enough um, <laughs> if, if i could have donkey live here it would be perfect yeah i say that about this universal out here in hollywood mm-hmm. as well um it's missing a lot compared to the one in orlando as well yeah. it's like half the size uh do you have a favorite ride um it was a, a new ride that i'd never been on before but it is the What's it called? The Flying Dinosaur at Universal Japan. It's the most insane thing. Like, I'm a ride fanatic. Like, I go on the biggest, like, I absolutely froth the rides. This ride, holy shit. So, it's as if, so you're sitting in this, like, um, like your legs are dangling from this harness carriage, and it, it mm-hmm. lifts you up by your tailbone, essentially. So, you are parallel like flying with the ground parallel flying with the, with the track and gotcha. it's as if a pterodactyl has came and picked you up by your shoulders and is flying you around so you are you go up to the top and it's like an it's a it's a new coaster so you're you're being clunked up to the top and as you go to the main peak to drop down and begin the coaster you're head first like it's insane how crazy this thing is and it's it's just nuts like the whole thing you're and because you're head first the whole time is you're, you're gravitating down and as you're spinning around like it's so disorientating but it's like it's nuts because you just you're not used to being that way as you're on this coaster so it's it was this new new ride experience that i'd never done in my life and i was like oh my gosh this is this is insane like it was yeah, Amazing. I've been hearing a lot of I've been hearing a lot about it and I really want to go on it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, last but not least, uh, where can people find you if they want to hire you as like an improviser or host or something like that? Well, if you're ever in Australia, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm over here. Um, I am Robbie James MC on uh, Facebook. Uh, I have an Instagram as well. Uh, Robbie James MC 14 because someone stole MC before me. And then, yeah, basically that's just kind of my, my little website there that um, I keep up to date with all the events and campaigns I'm on, with the trivia stuff I'm doing at the moment, and just little bits and pieces that 
that I'm kind of taking a part in. Um, a lot of the time I'm giving out free stuff or doing competitions as well. So it's always stuff that I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, if you want some free washing powder, come to this mall because I'll be there um, right. handing it out. So, yeah, Robbie James uh, MC is my my handle on Facebook. And, yeah, that's where I'll be. All right. Well, Rob, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Big thanks to Rob for providing one epic interview. If anything, I think this interview shows how small this industry is. The fact I ran into the same Australian guy twice in two separate countries. I mean, what are the odds? Really makes you think. It also shows that misery loves company. If Rob wouldn't have been around during the beginning of my time in Dubai, who knows what international laws I may have wanted to break. I'm glad he was there to share in the chaos. And speaking of sharing, if you enjoyed this podcast, then please share it on social media. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Join me next week as I continue to unearth even more theme park legends. Thanks for listening to the Theme Park Legends Podcast. Make sure you retrieve all belongings while exiting the car. Should you forget anything or have any questions or comments, make sure you reach out to us on social media. And remember, have a legendary day.